and welcome to Saving Your Soul with Dolly. I'm Dolly Barker, and I'm very excited to be here with you today. I wanted to look at sowing and reaping and see how it applies to our life and see how effective understanding these laws that are in the earth can benefit us. And this is a very, very, very powerful tool to understand and to be able to use for your own personal life and for the advancement of the kingdom of God in the earth. So we're going to look over in Genesis chapter 6. I want to start up a little bit and just kind of read it to you because a lot of people know the story, but they've never actually read it. And it's really powerful when you really see all the details of the story. Um, In chapter 6, verse 2, The sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all that they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. Right there, the Lord God tells you that you can live 120 years. Um, this is just normal. Everybody should be living at least 120 years. Um, and then it goes down, and it says in verse 5, God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Now, this is a big harvest time back here in the day. Um, God is very disappointed with the world and he's looking at it and he's seeing that every thought of man's heart was only evil continually. As bad as it looks out there right now, I guarantee you that's not the state that we're in. Praise the Lord for the Holy Spirit to be in the earth with us and um, the, the salt and the light holding back the darkness and um, God is a genius. And then it goes in verse 6, And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him in his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from off the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the, the eyes of the Lord. So because of the grace, which thank God we're under, Noah found grace. And so Noah and his family were allowed to evangelize the world, build an ark, and they escaped all of the evil that was coming on the people that were in the earth at the time. Now, um, after it started raining, they got on the boat, and they went, and the whole world was flooded. And Now we're going to be over in Genesis chapter 8, um, verse 18. This is when they finally were on dry land, and everything was good, and it says, Noah went forth and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, every fowl, and whatsoever creepeth upon the earth after their kind went forth out of the ark. And Noah built an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake, For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more every living thing as I have done. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Now what's happening here is God instituted a way to prevent him from ever having to destroy the entire world again. He said, you know what, I'm never going to do this again because man's heart is evil. Man does devise evil things. 
and, you know, he does things that are wrong. And even if you're born again, you still do. Did you, did you catch the part there? I want to just reiterate this. In 8.22, Genesis 8.22, it says, While the earth remaineth. What that's saying is, as long as the earth remains, from now on, I'm going to put in effect um, seed time and harvest. I'm going to let everybody reap for the seeds that they sow. And this is so important for us to understand and learn what's going on because of the parable over in Matthew 13 where it's talking about, you know, um, the kingdom of heaven is like uh, there was this field and these, these guys went out and they sowed good seed in the field. But this evil seed grew up with it. And they went to the, the owner of the farm and said, hey, should we pull up these weeds that are growing, these tares that are growing with our wheat? And the, the owner said, no, don't do that, because if you pull them up, you might mess up the roots of the good harvest. Just let them both grow up together. And then whenever it's time to harvest, first I'll take all the weeds out of the way, bundle them up, put them over here and burn them. And then we will bring the harvest of the, the wheat, the good harvest in, and we will gather it together and we'll put it in the barns and it'll be powerful. It'll be used to advance my house. You know, I'm going to bring it and put it in my store. So there's, when there's a massive harvest occurring, it's twofold. First of all, we're going to see the harvest of the evil. So that's why when I'm not, I'm not criticizing anybody and I'm certainly not judging anybody because I do not have the right or the holiness in my own right to become anybody's judge. And we only see in part, so we really can't judge correctly. So we're going to leave judgment on individual people up to God and only God. But I do want to point out that right now, a lot of people's um, sin is being manifested. And we're seeing it, particularly in the people that we have idolized, you know, political leaders, um, athletes, um, actors, um, people that are the wealthy that are running so many of the things that are going on in the earth. All of a sudden, we're seeing the wicked things manifesting. All of a sudden, things are being found out. Things are being discovered. Things are being exposed. What's happening right now, even in ministries, the, the church is not exempt from this. The church is not exempt. The earth is still remaining. And we do find grace in the eyes of the Lord, but there is a harvest and God has you, maybe God has you right now in an ark. And you're going to ride this thing out. And whenever it's over, you're going to get off and be able to bless the Lord. And then just reap for the good harvest that you've done. And praise God, that's where you're at. But what's happening in the world right now is we're watching the harvest of the tares. We're watching the harvest of the weeds, the things that we didn't sow. They asked the guy that owned the farm, they said, who sowed these? We didn't sow these. And he said, the enemy did this. The enemy comes along, and if you don't know God, you know, if you're lost and undone without God, you're an easy target. You're a very easy target for him to use to do evil and wicked things. And, um, but if, even if you do know the Lord, you can still be used to sow wrong seeds and hateful things and steal and cheat and all these things, and you can still believe in Jesus. I'm not saying you're going to hell. I'm just saying... You can still reap a harvest. I know a lot of powerful Christians who are in prison right now. Now, God does not do this to you to teach you anything. You are allowed to reap what you sow. And none of us are exempt from that. Even in this season right now, 
most people I know are repenting for things. And I, we're not, we don't even harp on sin and all that stuff all the time at our church. You know, we preach a message of grace and love of God and, and your destiny and go forward and possess the land. And, you know, but there's times when something comes up in your life that you need to deal with. And if you deal with it, you know what? You go ahead and get victory over the situation. But if you don't, um, you know, you're going to have a harvest come out of it. And that's why people always ask, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, good people sow bad seeds. And, and it's, it's sad, but it's true. And sometimes we're reaping for things our families did, our parents, our grandparents, great-grandparents, because they've sown these seeds, and we grew up believing that it was okay or whatever, it was right, it was this, it was that. And, you know, we, we have these doors open, and we have these harvests coming. And... Um, the thing about it is, you can you can look up. There's so many, so many um, scriptures that say things like this. Over in Proverbs 11, verse 18, the wicked worketh deceitful work, but to him that soweth righteousness shall be a sure reward. As righteous tendeth, righteousness tendeth to life, so he that pursueth evil pursueth it to his own death. They that are of the forward heart are an abomination to the Lord. And but of those of, of an upright heart, their way is his delight. So, um, through, though hand in hand, the wicked shall not be unpunished, and the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. I mean, that's right there in Proverbs eleven eighteen through 21. You know, I mean, that's just one place. It's, it's all through the Bible. And in the New Testament, in Genesis, we can look over in Genesis chapter 6. He's telling you, you know... Um, Brethren, don't be overtaken by a fault. You are to your spiritual restore such as um, one in the spirit of meekness, considering your own self, lest you be tempted. You know, we can all be tempted. We can all sow bad seeds. We can all make mistakes. But the harvest is going to come. You know, the, the, the thing that helps a Christian is you do have the power to own it. Re, re, you know, take responsibility for your actions and say, hey, God, Man, I hate that I just did that. Why did I treat them like that? Why did I react like that? You know, I don't want that in my life. Please remove that from my life. I, I totally would love to change this area of my life. And God will work with you on it. As long as you're being, you know, humble and you're, you're trying to grow and go to the next level, you're going to be fine. But what happens is people that just run around as, well, I'm going to heaven someday, and they just do whatever they want to do, they I absolutely have a will and they can do that. But you are going to reap for the seeds that you sow and for the life that you create. And it can be so many different areas. And, and I, I would just be, it would just not even be right for me to list all the areas because I would miss so many of them. Or I would, you know, and, and we, we get in a habit where we think, well, if you do this, this, and this, well, then you're going to hell. You're not going to hell. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. You yourself can be saved, but if you build on that foundation, you know, um, wood, hay, and stubble, you will suffer loss. You will have some problems. But if you take that to your salvation and build on that foundation, gold, silver, precious stone, when you get tried by the fire, you're going to purify what you've done because there's a reward for you. And I know our righteousness is imputed to us. I am an advocate for that doctrine. But that still doesn't tell us, okay, just because your righteousness is imputed to you, you can just run out there and do whatever you want to do. 
That's not how it works. If you're if you're being greedy and you're you're stealing and you're cheating and you're lying and you're all these things, it's gonna manifest on you because everything's a seed. Everything is a seed. It says um, in verse six, chapter six, verse six of Galatians. Let him that is taught in the word communicate to him that teaches in all good things. Verse 7, this is where I wanted to start. Be not deceived. Don't let anybody fool you when it comes to this topic. Be not deceived. The Bible tells us, you know, that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. I don't want us to perish for a lack of knowledge. If we have the knowledge and apply it to our life, we can have a life of victory where we don't have all the heartaches and the disappointments that the world has to reap. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. What you are sowing, you're going to reap. I remember the golden rule growing up, you know, make your words sweet because you're going to eat them. And that is so true. You know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Because that is literally what's going to happen. The Bible tells us, if you want friends, be friendly. You know, everything is a seed. And regardless if you're born again and on your way to heaven, or if you are just, you are a heathen, atheist, whatever it is out there, and you do not believe in God, and you do not believe you need Jesus Christ in your life, it doesn't matter. Everybody is going to reap for the seeds that they sow. It says here in verse 6, verse 7, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Man, that is so powerful. So then it goes on and says, As we therefore have opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. You know, let us be good to all men because this, you're still going to reap. People think that just because you're saved by the grace of God, that that means all all bets are off. Now you can just do whatever you want to do and everything's going to be fine. And that is such a deception. Now I'm against just sitting around going, oh, I'm such a sinner. I'm such a failure. Please forgive me. I'm just this. I'm that. God, please forgive me. Receive me into your kingdom. None of that's necessary because the word of God declares That if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you call upon him to save you, you are saved. And you have made that decision, you know, and God is going to receive you into his everlasting kingdom. But between here and there, you're going to have to live a life on this earth. And God put that law into effect. And we know this law is still in effect because when it rains, do we not have a rainbow in the sky? When God sends rain, he sends a rainbow. As a reminder of that covenant that he made with Noah back there in Genesis. This is God's way of never having to destroy the earth again. If God just allows everybody just to be saved, we're all going to heaven so nothing matters. Do you realize how wicked we would be and how fast it would happen? If there was no consequences for our actions, do you realize how bad this place would be? But there are consequences. And whenever all this stuff started um, a couple of months back during this whole COVID stuff, this is 2020, I'm, you know, 
all this COVID stuff and all these riots and all these just, oh, it was just one thing after the next, every day on the news, every day on the news, every day on the news. And it's not over yet. I was, um, I heard a couple of things that kind of grieved me in my spirit and I, I took them to the Lord and I said, God, what's going on? And he said, this is the harvest of the tares. And I'm like, the harvest of the tears. Okay, so I went back and started researching it and looking at it. And I'm like, okay, I understand completely. Everything has come to a full manifestation. It is time for the great harvest. A great harvest of everything the church has been believing God for. But don't be weary in well-doing. We have, we have sown the right seeds. We have, we have tilled the ground. We have sown our seeds. We have watered the seeds. We have prayed over it. Don't be weary in well-doing. You are going to reap. Except first, God's reaping the harvest of the tares. And I have seen so many powerful people be exposed to the wickedness that they've done. So many powerful companies and entities and ministries and uh, politicians. And it's not over. You know, whenever I thought it was just about over... I said to the Lord, you know, something about it. And he told me, no, it's not over. It's going to get a little worse here before it gets better. And I said, okay. But as a church, as a child of God, we dwell in the secret place of the Most High. He has us under the shadow of his wing. He's got you in the palm of his hand. He's placed his hedge of fire around about you. And you're safe. You're going to be okay. Just stay in faith. Continue to sow the right seeds. Continue to do what God's telling you to do. Continue to obey Him quickly and efficiently. Try to stay as clean as you can in your soul, in your mind. You know, if, if, you, uh, if something is revealed to you that you're doing, listen, own up to it and ask God to forgive you and deal with that thing. Don't, don't say, uh-uh, I'm not doing that and just keep on barreling through. Because the harvest is all manifesting right now. And we need all that trash and all that bad harvest to be dealt with. And during this season when this is all happening, you know, some people are making a decision that they want something to be different now. You know, so there's going to be this great harvest of souls that's coming. As soon as this the this harvest of the tares is over, oh my goodness, the church is going to have the greatest harvest we've ever had. When, when you see that the harvest of the tares is so big, you got to know there's more power in what we're doing than what the world's doing. Our harvest is going to be much greater. We're sowing it intentionally. We, we're in faith. God is blessing ours. The, the Bible says that God brings the dew on ours. He waters it. He watches over our harvest. He's making sure that things are going good. You know, He lets His light shine upon us. It's, it's a beautiful thing that we're about to experience. But I don't want you to lose heart while we wait, while we're being patient, while we're standing. And I don't want you to think that none, none of the stuff that's going on in this earth realm right now uh, pertains to you. It does. You know, if you're doing something you don't want to reap, you need to get with God on that. And continue to sow the right seeds. Continue to be a blessing. Continue to be the answer to a hurting world. Continue to witness. Continue to, to stick close with God. This is not a time to back up or slow down. This is a time to grab out your sword, get on the wall, and build, build, build. 
because our greatest days are right in front of us and we want to make sure that our barns are ready, that everything is in place. And when our harvest comes, that we're able, we have the capacity and the ability that the people are launched ready to rise up to the occasion. And the new ministries, you know, so many people have left the ministry right now. This has been such a hard season on the church also. And, you know, the church is sometimes in denial that we don't even have to deal with bad things, you know. But that's not true. Now, God doesn't do them to us. That's the, that's the kicker right there. Remember, every good and perfect gift comes from God. And if it's not good, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. God has come to give life and life more abundantly. And sometimes we reap a horrible harvest, something we don't want, something we never asked for. But do you know what? If people believe that that's what they have to receive, if people have sown those seeds, if people have lined up with the enemy and fear in their minds and, and all these things, then, then they are going to reap that kind of a harvest. But that's not the plan from God. There's no way God wants that on his children. He is a better father than we ever will be able to be good parents. You know, I mean, he's the greatest parent. And he tells us all the things that he tells us to do to love each other and to keep God first and, and passionately serve the Lord. Because in doing that, he creates a harvest for us that we will want. We will love it. It will bless us. It will, it's a game changer. This harvest that we're hitting on right now, it's a game changer. Um, these kingdoms that have been established upon wickedness are being brought to nothing. They are being brought to nothing. Many people, many people are not going to be able to handle the harvest that they're about to reap right now. It's going to get bad. But I want you to know, God has not abandoned America. God has not turned his back on us. God still gets the last say. God gets the last say. And I want to encourage you, just pour your heart out to the Lord. Stay real with him. Don't try to cover up anything. We, we want to reap, but we want, we want the master to help us reap what, what, what the plan of God is for us. Amen? So I just wanted to share that today and, and encourage you. I really want you to be encouraged and know that God loves you with an everlasting love. And he is your ever-present help in time of need. Um, you know, you can't stop the harvest that's coming on, on the wicked, on the people that are in the world that don't want to have anything to do with God. And some of them may be your loved ones. Some of them may be the people that own the company you work for and it's crumbling underneath them. Some of it may be, you know what I'm saying? I mean, all kind of things are happening right now. But you just take heart. Take heart. Because God is with you. He's going to see you through. And our harvest is coming next. And, and take my word for it. It's going to be bigger than you've ever dreamed. When you hear all these ministers saying suddenly, game-changing, all these words that people are speaking, they are declaring the truth. And it is about to happen for us. Amen. Well, listen, I love spending time with you. If you enjoyed this today, share it or, um, you know, tell somebody about it. I just really want to get the Word of God and, and this information into people's lives so that we can actually have the information we need to have a successful life. Amen? So God bless you, and thanks again, and I will talk to you again next time. Bye!